What? It's 2016. LPJ is crushed when Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt get divorced. And Jody's personal hero, Ryan Lochte, lies about being robbed at gunpoint during the Summer Olympic Games in Rio de Janeiro. Deadpool, meanwhile, has no time for games as he searches for Francis. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. I am Hovercraft Joe, joining you, as always, at least these days. And here I am with uh, my ever-present co-host, LPJ. Hey, Joe, uh, bro, TJ. <laughs> LPJ, how are you? I am good. I'm good, too. I'm excited to be here to talk about this movie. Me, too. <laughs> I, like, when you brought it, I mean, obviously, we've both seen this movie several times. Yeah. And it was always something that we wanted to do. But when you mentioned, like, yeah, let's just do that. I'm like, you know what? Let's just <laughs> fucking do this. Yeah, because I was kind of like, we were talking about a few things. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, the movie we were doing is Deadpool. We should, we should clarify <laughs> we should that. Probably De- clarify, yes. Deadpool. We're doing Deadpool. But, like, we were talking about a few things. And I just kept being like, okay, but if that doesn't work, we'll just do Deadpool, right? And I think finally you relented. And you were like, yeah, we'll just I didn't just even do- relent. I'm just like, yeah, let's just fucking do Deadpool. <laughs> because <laughs> we talked about it. I am always pushing my comic book agenda on the Last Action Podcast. So every, you know, so-and-so episodes, I got to try and get one in there. So, but I- I'm happy we decided on this one. Yeah, I'm totally okay with it. Um, and I, 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 you know, uh, I have the release date of this on February 12th, 2016. Okay. Um, I remember seeing it in the theaters. Um, <laughs> I don't have any specific memories of seeing it in the, the theaters. It's interesting that it was a February release, um, which is kind of generally a lot of times where they throw in movies that they're not that sure about. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know what? And I know I saw this in the theater too. Yeah. I don't think I saw it with you though. Yeah, I think it, I mean when we, there's like a timeline and we discussed this before where it's like we saw everything together, then we saw occasionally together, and now it's like seldom. But yeah, just, it's that's very just, seldom. Yeah, that's, that's just because my schedule's weird. Yeah, your schedule's weird. And I'm I go to a lot of Thursday night showings and stuff like that now. Right. But I don't see as many movies in the theater now as no. I used to. Mm-mm. Like basically it's superhero movies and movies that the rock are in and anything else I'll catch like uh when it's on cable. Yeah, yeah, that's kinda how I am too. <laughs> <laughs> or if I see a movie at all. Um, yeah, so I don't remember. I know I saw this in the theater. Yeah. I want to say maybe I saw it with with my brother. Could be. Chops? I don't know. Yeah. You saw it with Chops? I saw it with Chops. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> I bought it on DVD or Blu-ray, and then yeah. I've seen it a million times yeah, after it, that. it's on FX like yeah, it's once on or twice a week, yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is funny because when, I mean, FX shows it, they don't usually edit out much of the content no not an fx yeah, which is interesting mm-hmm. so um but uh, you know it kind of speaks to i mean we're kind of getting into it the release in february but i feel like and there's a lot of talk when you dig into this movie about how it didn't have really that big of a budget and i have the budget at 58 million dollars yeah which seems like a lot of money we're sitting here talking about us as money but for a big like action superhero movie like this 58 million dollars is not really that much no and it got cut like as they were shooting it yeah and that's i mean a lot of the stuff that they they talk about things that they wanted to do and they just they just didn't have the budget for it yeah like that whole scene with him leaving the guns 
in the car. Yeah. So they one of the one of the things they had to cut was there was a going to be a big gun battle, <laughs> and they're just like, all right, well, we got to cut that. Let's just pretend you left the bag of guns in the car. <laughs> well, and and I read that they they said that like because there's that action scene that we'll discuss a little more later, but on the bridge with the car and stuff where they kind of chopped right. it up into like three different segments. And they said that's because they, they didn't have the money that they wanted to spread out like this big action sequence that they were spending a lot of money on Yeah, since they had so. But like, as far as like the, the turnaround on this movie, it's staggering. Oh, it is unreal. I have the worldwide gross at $783 million. Yeah. That's crazy. On a $58 million budget. Yeah. That that's, is like printing money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's insane. How like and especially for a movie that's out and I mean I think February's kind of changed a little bit in recent. I mean, uh, just wasn't the same year last year. Maybe whenever was a Black Panther came out, that was a February release, and that's one of the highest grossing you know now of all time. Yeah. So yep. I think it's changed, but you know February is commonly at least until more recently kind of a dumping ground for movies you're not really sure about. Yeah, yeah. Usually that's historically that's what it's because you put your big summer temples in the summer. And yeah. you're like, also in like holiday season is another one of the big movies come out. But this is kind of that dead zone in between. Yeah, but now it's becoming kind of a place where they, you'll see more movies like yep. this. Because I think even the Deadpool sequel, Deadpool 2, came out in February. Probably. Um, uh, I have the uh, Rotten Tomatoes on this at uh, 84%. Which I don't know why it's not higher. Well, I mean, I think that's pretty good for critics, though. You know, people are reviewing it. Oh, that's true. So and the audience score of ninety percent. Yeah, that's so, okay. So that tracks about right. Um, I didn't really do a lot of net worth for this one because I, I did. I did do one. I did one for Ryan Reynolds. So, okay. do you have an idea of Ryan Reynolds who plays Deadpool in this movie? What his net worth is? I mean, he makes movies occasionally, <laughs> but really, he's he's really now known for being Deadpool. Yeah. Um. Eh, Twenty five million. Oh wow, you're low. You want to take a, another stab at it? Oh, fifty million. Seventy five million. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. I mean, he's probably made a lot off these. You know, yeah. he has his own gin that he sells. I've had. I don't like gin, but his gin's actually pretty I good. I did not know that. Yeah, it's called a uh, Aviator. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's his gin. It's pretty good. All right. Um, <laughs> um, as far as the the rest of the cast on this, I mean, there's not a ton of, I would say, super well known people in it. They're known as far as, I guess, character actors. Right. Like Marina Baccarin, who was in uh, Firefly and a couple other TV shows. Right. And I think she's on that Gotham show now. Yeah, she's on Gotham. So she she plays Vanessa in it. And then uh, the guy that plays Ajax, Ed Screen. Ed Screen, yeah. I looked into him. I couldn't really find much about him. He was in the... um, uh, the Hunger Games movies. Oh, okay. Did not know that. Um, then T.J. Miller. You know, it's T.J. Miller. Famous comedian T.J. Miller. <laughs> His weasel. Uh, former uh, uh, fighter Gina Carano. Former mixed martial artist Gina Carano. Is playing Angel Dust. Um, and then the the, the girl, uh, Brianna Hildebrand. Yes, playing, this is her first film, I think. Okay. Playing uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yep. Which is interesting. I, I read one of the things that they, they considered like a lot of different like X-Men to be mm-hmm. in that role. Like they were really thinking about using Cannonball, mm-hmm. but then they ultimately decided that they liked her name better. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it makes sense though that they would want to use something as extreme as they possibly could. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think I think I could see Cannonball 
in this movie though as well. Well, she essentially is cannonball. Yeah, because that's and I, and I don't have this exact thing, but I know that they changed like her power set for the movie. Yeah, she's. I think she's a telepath or something in in the comics. Yeah, and they changed it for this because they were like, mm-hmm. oh, it, it would be cool to have it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, the director of this, Tim Miller, I don't have much else on him besides this movie. This was it. This was the first thing he directed. Okay. Yeah. He was a visual effects guy for on, um, he did visual effects, I think on, uh, like Wolverine or X-Men Origins, Wolverine and some other stuff in the X-Men movies. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't see much else on him. Um, writers, it must be a writing team because, yep. uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. Yep. Cause when I looked them up, all their, their credits were all shared. So I had, you know, obviously this movie, Deadpool 2, uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty good. It is pretty it good. It had the rock in it. I and, do uh, enjoy it. Uh, and I also said that they wrote Zombieland, which is a good movie too. Yeah. Did um, they write the sequel? What's that? They wrote the sequel too, didn't they? To what? Zombieland. Uh, they it's, not might, it's not out yet, but I would imagine so that they okay. did. So. Um, I was excited uh, when I looked into the composer for this because it's our old friend Junkie XL. It's yes, it certainly is. <laughs> I can't remember what his real name was. I didn't want to write it down. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he was our friend Junkie XL who did the music for uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yes, he did. Which I was excited to see his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, but I mean, as far Tom as Tom Holkenberg. Ah, thank you. Uh, as far as the score, I don't think there's anything too remarkably no. About that, but the score's we, good. Yeah, no, the music's good in it. But yeah. it's just like it's junky XL music. Yeah, <laughs> but I do. I, we are going to play a selection from one of the songs from it, though, aren't we? F- from that? No, not from the score, but just from. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to play probably the most well-known song on the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe not the most well-known. Maybe the most well-loved. Yeah, that's fair. Is uh, the Deadpool rap? Yeah. Uh, by um the the team headkick. Uh, team headkick. Thank yes. you. So good. I don't know that I've ever heard a song that more encapsulates the character and movie more than this song. Oh, it's true. And, w- and when they use it in the movie, it's like the perfect scene, too. Oh, absolutely. Where he's making a suit. It's like kind of that montage when he's yeah. like first starting off and making a suit and like kind of uh-huh. shaking a lot of people down. And it's it's really, I, I kind of, that's the one part I kind of forget when that song came out. I was like, oh, yeah, I immediately wrote in my notes. I'm like, we got to play that song. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so before we kind of dig into the plot of this one, I think we should maybe just touch on briefly. Obviously, this is a comic book movie and yeah. I mean, we were both comic book guys i mean mm-hmm. how familiar were you i mean previous to the movie with the character of deadpool pretty familiar i mean okay. you know i've read he he appeared there there's a couple wolverine series that i started really heavily reading wolverine 
in 2000, like 2005 to 2000, like 10 ish. Okay. I was reading, there's two main Wolverine series and he appears in both of them in kind of big chunks. Okay. And, um, so I was real familiar with that. And then they did the whole thing where he basically appeared in every comic ever. They kind of, <laughs> they used him like they use Wolverine, like they used to use Wolverine and just threw him in different things. Okay. Like, you know, Deadpool covers yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, and that's that's kind of, kind of the thing with the character. He was created way back in '91. Yeah, um, his first appearance is in uh, the New Mutants number 98. He was created by uh, Rob Liefeld and Fabian Nacieza. Yes, we just we had a we had a break in the fourth wall. We had a discussion before we started recording about how to say his last yeah. name, and I said I wasn't going to remember, but luckily LPJ is there to pick me up. Um, <laughs> so they created him way back in '91, and I think he's one of those characters that just kind of eventually picked up steam and i think like his initial incarnation wasn't necessarily the deadpool that we have now i think it was taken up by like different creators kind of added more and more to the character mm-hmm. and eventually kind of got to i mean he was always what i read was that uh liefeld basically he was writing uh new he was drawing new mutants at the time but i think he was also contributing to the story um but he basically wanted a he wanted to be doing spider-man and he didn't have spider-man and he wanted to be doing uh wolverine but he didn't have wolverine so he basically created deadpool and Cable, so Cable's like Wolverine for him, and Deadpool's basically Spider-Man. Yeah, and so they're essentially their personalities. Yeah, which is, is what they're based on. Yeah, because especially like early Deadpool is, I mean, and even still now, but especially early Deadpool is like he's basically Spider-Man. He's got a Spider-Man equivalent almost costume, the same yep. kind of like color scheme almost, and stuff like that. So. With the big big eyes. And yeah. All, yeah. He's a very he's a very product of the '90s, though you can tell that. Like he's got a lot of ammo belts and yeah, <laughs> he is very much a product of the '90s. But it's one of those ones where it, I don't know. It seems like it fits now too. Yeah, well, again, it's weird. It's the evol- the the evolution of the character. I think is kind of from sure. like a more '90s. Hey, I got a lot of swords and pouches to you know more of a fourth wall breaking like yeah. stuff like that. I do think it was interesting that um when when he was designing the character, I don't know if you saw this, but he basically had kind of like a an idea for the character and the costume designs and he sent it to uh to Fabian and basically he was like you just this is Deathstroke. You just made Deathstroke who's a DC comic book character. Uh-huh. And so because of that like he that's why he named him Wade Wilson as like a joke oh. because Deathstroke is Slade Wilson. Yeah. So that was like the joke because he's like you just made Deathstroke, so he's like, okay, and so he named him Wade Wilson because of that. That's funny. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> uh, I have a few more comic booky things, but we'll get into them a little later. I, right. I kind of have a rapid fire for you, but sure. we'll, we'll get there toward the end. Um, I guess we'll dig into the plot a little bit for this. Um, it, it's an interesting kind of non-linear way about the plot, so I don't know quite the best way to tackle it. But <laughs> Well, I mean... The film starts off with a big action sequence. Right. Uh, it's Deadpool jumping off of a bridge. Well, no, he doesn't even jump off no, the bridge. No, we, we join it. We join. It's like in slow motion. This car, he's in this SUV, and it's kind of tumbling. And we yeah, get it's kind flipping of, on the highway. Well, because you kind of know you're in for a different superhero film. That's where you get the credits for this. Yes. Uh, where I, and I kind of jotted them down. I'll go through them quickly because it's like they call it. They say it's some douchebags film starring God's perfect idiot, a hot chick. A British villain, the comic relief, a moody teen, a CGI character, a gratuitous cameo, produced by asshats, written by the real heroes here, and directed by an overpaid tool. Yeah. And so those are the, those are the credits that you get at the beginning of the movie 
while we're kind of seeing the slow motion scene. It's like, it's not even slow motion. I think it's kind of like, it's paused almost. And you're kind of, the camera's just kind of zooming around and showing you yeah, all showing the stuff different going, parts of the action. All the stuff going on. Like there's a guy getting a wedgie and there's a guy with like a, like a lighter in his a, mouth. Yeah, a lighter in his mouth, yeah. And there's like that joke where you can see Deadpool's wallet. Yeah. And it's got the, the ID where it's like the Green Lantern. like the Yeah, it's Ryan, Ryan Reynolds' as Green Lantern. Which is, they, they make a couple references to There that. are so many references in this. <laughs> so Ryan Reynolds was interviewed. He said just Marvel references alone. How many references are there approximately? Ooh, boy, I don't know. I guess uh, I want to say like 100? There's over 100 just Marvel references. Jeez. <laughs> in, in this film scattered throughout, whether it's action figures or lines or posters or little bits of like like when the, the like the cup that says Rob L on it that you oh, see yeah. in it, Rob Liefeld. Right. I mean there's hundreds of <laughs> little little Easter eggs yeah. throughout this whole thing. I believe that. It'd be fun to watch a version that pointed them all out to you. Oh God, it'd be <laughs> unreal. Um, so after that kind of opening, we're, we go back a little bit. We're introduced to Deadpool. He's in uh, Depender's cab, who's kind of a, a recurring character in this. Um, the, you get the first reveal of Deadpool's face. It's kind of scarred. You don't really know. And this, <laughs> this is where one thing I was, I'll bring up now and kind of get your opinion on it. Does it seem to you that Deadpool's face was not that scarred? Like it is scarred, but it wasn't. Like I remember, yeah, it's not too bad. I remember in the comics it being really gnarly. Oh, it was terrible in the comics. And it was this, like like Freddy Krueger times ten. And then this one, it's it's bad. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. I kept sometimes it seemed like I'm like that doesn't look that bad. Yeah, it's more like um, it's less scarred and more like he just has a lot of bruises yeah. almost. I mean, it's still you still wouldn't want to have that face, but it wasn't. Well, no, <laughs> it wasn't as terrible. So, um, so we also kind of we're we're also kind of in a cutscene introduced to Ajax, who will be the main villain of this movie, also known as Francis. Um, he's kind of in the business of creating and selling mutants, selling them off to as weapons. Yeah, as weapons to use. He like puts like in, inhibitor collars or like whatever on them and sells them off to. So we meet him and he's like kind of selling these mutants off to some like general or whatever who needs them for a war that he's fighting so that's kind of his whole deal um deadpool is trying to head off this caravan of cars um he forgets his ammo bag in the cab dopinder's cab yeah it can't doesn't get it back so he only has 12 bullets um and then we're kind of we get that first of like what's to be like many fourth wall breaks in this movie there's so many fourth wall yeah breaks. there's so many uh this is the one where uh, <laughs> i kind of enjoyed this so i wrote it down because he says uh he's like oh i know you're i bet you're wondering whose balls did i have to fondle to get my very own movie and he says i can't tell you but it does rhyme with pulverine <laughs> <laughs> and then i think he does like an australian accent and says like uh I can't remember. I don't have that part written down, but he says something in like his uh, smooth and shiny down under. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. So mm-hmm. um, we do get a lot of fourth wall breaks. Uh, then we get into that freeway action scene where he kind of uh, jumps down, mm-hmm. you know, maximum effort. That's his uh, kind of a catch, sketch catch yeah. yeah. And kind of like, and that's where you the, the, all the scenes, all the fight scenes and action scenes in the movie, there's this kind of brutal violence mixed with like the comedy. Mixed lots of comedy. Yeah. With, Which is essentially what Deadpool is. Right. And here's, let me, I guess I'm going to ask you this right up front and kind of get your opinion on it because there was a big deal made about this movie when it came out that it was an R rated super movie, superhero movie, you know, like, and it's like, oh, this has got to be R rated and stuff like that, which I get and it works. But if I'm thinking about comic books, you know, Marvel comics, they're not R rated, you know, they don't have swearing in them, they don't have graphic violence. So why do you think that, like, 
people were like, this movie has to be like an R-rated like movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Does that? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't get because the character probably was portrayed violent, but not to this extent in the comics. So, why do you think there was such a push to make the movie like this? Not that I have a problem with it. I should say that I think it works great and I love it. But I'm just curious as to why you think that choice is made. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't have that answer. I mean, I don't think it would have worked as well. Yeah, PG. But but maybe it did. I mean, because they did a PG thirteen version of Cape, yeah. of Deadpool two and yeah. it did well. Yeah, and that's 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 just interesting to me because it's like. People are like, oh, well, if you make this movie, it has to be rated R. But it's like, well, technically, the source material, I mean, just by the virtue of being a comic, isn't this violent and isn't this, you know, doesn't have this much swearing right. and stuff like that. And so it just, it works. I'm not saying it doesn't work. It's just curious to me to, to kind of think about yeah, it from I don't that know. perspective. I, I really don't have an answer for that. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so um, eventually, this action scene catches up to that kind of scene we started with at the beginning of the movie, uh, which is pretty comical, all the stuff that he does. Um, <laughs> I do like kind of the sequence where he's um uh, oh sorry we cut to the to the X mansion I forgot and we're introduced to uh, Colossus in this movie. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> so that castle that doubles as the X mansion. I, I know where you're going with this. I think has appeared in. How many other movies? Oof. See, I only remember one because I had something specific written down for you. Um, I want to say it was like four or five. Four, four other, four other TV show slash movies. Yeah, the only one I remember is Smallville because it was yeah, Lex, Lex Luthor's Luther's Man. Yeah, yeah. Lex Luthor's yeah, that's I was gonna bring that up to you. It's uh, also in Arrow. Oh, okay. It's, that makes, it's his mansion. That makes sense because uh-huh. in Vancouver. Yep. Is it in Vancouver? Oh yeah, they yeah, shot in this Van- in Vancouver. Vancouver. Okay, yeah. it makes sense then. Uh, Disney's Descendants. Okay. And the Big Time Movie, like Big Time Rush. Oh shoot! Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> interesting. Um, so we're introduced to uh, Colossus and uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, which I think we should just call NTW. Um, uh, basically, <laughs> <laughs> where did Negasonic Teenage Warhead get her name? Like, we're the creators. <sighs> created by, um, created by, um, not Chris Claremont. Um, um, um. um Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison, thank you. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's the title to... he Apparently, one of his favorite bands is Monster Magnet, <laughs> and it's the title to one of their songs. Oh, shoot. Wow, I would not have uh, guessed that. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, so what, what, we're, uh, what we're kind of introduced to those... We get the impression that Colossus wants Deadpool to join the X-Men. He's kind of talked about it. Um, that's the funny line where she's like, what's so great about being a, an X-Man about the house blowing up all the time? And he's like, oh, a house blowing up builds character. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because like in the comics, the X-Mansion does get blown up like a lot. Yeah, like, like at least four or five times. I mean, in, even in the movies, I think they've had it get blown up like a number of times too. Yeah, the juggernaut so, ran through it. It's kind of funny. Um, so then, then we come back to the bridge scene. We, we, this is kind of where you get to the twelve bullet scenes, and it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like a nice thing where like uh, Deadpool's like, oh, I only get, there's all these guys, and he's like, I got twelve bullets. Let's count them down. So like, 
every time he shoots one, you kind of see like the number on yeah, the it. Numbers he's in like, the back of the and bullet. He's, and he's like <laughs> counting them. Um, he shoots like three at the guy in the motorcycle, or who he tur- turns out to be Francis. Francis yeah. um, I love that part in that action scene where the guy's about trying to throw the grenade, and he shoots the grenade uh-huh. in the guy's <laughs> blows, hand. It blows two guys up. Blow up. Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, the guy shoots. <laughs> the guy shoots him right in the butt. Right. Uh-huh. Shoots him right up the butt. <laughs> he shoots him right it's up like, the butt. Oh, right up Main yeah, Street. Yeah, right up Main Street. So he's so mad at the guy that shoots him the butt that he wastes like two bullets on him. Yeah, he's like stupid. <laughs> So then he only has like one bullet left and three guys and there's this awesome shot where he like flips and shoots the bullet. The guys are lined up and it goes through like all three of them. Well, two of them. That's right. Sorry. It uh, it gets like lodged in the last guy's head. Yeah. Because he comes up and then um, that's... So that's he, the guy he stabs with the swords. That's the guy he stabs with the sword. The guy because the guy pulls out the knights. No, he's like rolling up. He's like really rolling up the sleeves because the guy... <laughs> So that's when, so this is when we're kind of talking about the, the kind of the wacky. So at that scene, when he stabs the guy, we cut back, we flash back two years previously. We're introduced to a pre-Deadpool Wade Wilson, who's kind of a, a, a mercenary for hire, if you will. Yeah, he was dishonorably discharged from the special forces. And we're, we're introduced to him, and he's kind of doing this job where he's basically, uh, there's a, a pizza delivery guy who's stalking uh, a Some girl. girl, yeah. And she like hires Deadpool, or sorry, Wade Wilson. To kind of like teach him a lesson, which he does, and he we're kind of shown that he has somewhat of a good heart because he does the job for free. Doesn't he's like I'm not gonna take the like, babysitting money for kids right. for this. Um, and he goes to uh, the the bar that he hangs out at. All these mercenaries at Sister Margaret's School for Wayward Girls. Yeah, <laughs> run by T.J. Miller, run aka T- Weasel. Right, who I know is kind of like a terrible person in real life these days, but he's still kind of funny in this movie. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know anything about. Current T.J. Miller. He's had some troubles. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll yeah. look him up later. Yeah, look him up later. Uh, so Weasel's the guy that runs the bar. And basically, we find out there that they these are all these mercenaries, and they have this thing going, this Deadpool, which they basically all bet on... Which on each one, other, who's going to die. Yeah, who one of them that they think is going to die. Mm-hmm. So, which is... We'll come back later, obviously. Sure. It being the Deadpool. Um, this is where he meets Vanessa. Who's a prostitute? Yeah. No, okay. she's definitely a prostitute. <laughs> um, they kind of hit it off. They go on a skee ball date. Um, I thought you'd be I thought you'd be pumped that he gets that Voltron. I ring. was really pumped. Like <laughs> when I first saw the movie and I was like, oh, he's talking about Voltron. <laughs> I was real excited about that. Um, so then we kind of get like a, a weird montage of them falling in love. And just having sex. Yeah, for a like a lot of sex. For like every month of the year. Uh-huh. Uh, it's I can't remember. I, I looked this up, and I'm probably going to remember it wrong now. But the one where it's like Passover, and they're just sitting there reading books. I think that it says that they're both reading like the Mario Lopez, like yeah. uh, <laughs> autobiography uh-huh. or something, which I thought is funny. Um, so this kind of takes us through the course of a year. Uh, Wade proposes, she accepts, but that's when we find out that he has basically late stage cancer. Yeah, of like his entire body. Yeah, basically his lungs, brain, like basically everything is in its late stage. And so then <laughs> so then we jump back to the bridge scene, okay? We jump back to the future. Yep. Um, it's immediately with uh, Deadpool um, cutting that guy in half. Um, he finds Francis, who or Ajax, if you will, kind of beats the shit out of him a little bit. And we, we understand his main motivating factor is that he's got this scarred face and Ajax is supposedly the only person that can cure it for him. Correct. He's um, the one who caused it and the only one who can cure it. Right. So that's kind of it. So then uh, the scene basically ends again when Colossus and uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead NTW show up. 
then we flash back again. Um, we're, so many flashbacks. Yeah, it kind of uh, <laughs> it jumps around a little yeah. bit, but it doesn't seem clunky. Though. No, it's not bad. It makes sense. And, and, and um, so the the first shot when he flashback is pretty funny because it is of that uh, the Deadpool action figure from yeah. uh, <laughs> from X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, which Ryan Reynolds is also in playing Deadpool, and that's kind of funny. Um, they're basically trying to figure out if there's a way to treat the cancer, but there's not really because it's so advanced, you know. Um, he meets a mysterious man at the bar. They call him Mr. Smith. Um, he basically offers to cure Wade's cancer uh, and, like, give him abilities, basically make him a superhero is what he says he can do. Um, at first, he kind of turns the guy down, but then he ends up changing his mind. He gets desperate at some he point. He gets desperate, right, because he figures out there's not really going to be a way to cure this. So he gets desperate, and he, he decides to take the guy up on his offer. Yep. Um so then we go back to the bridge scene. <laughs> uh, so he fights with Colossus, which is like a, a really, a really great fight because he's, uh, he's he, he like punches Colossus in the face and breaks his hand. Yeah. Punches him again, breaks his other hand, yeah. and then he breaks his legs. <laughs> yeah. And so he's basically, and it's like really graphic and they're all like hanging there and stuff. And, and meanwhile, he had had like Ajax like pinned, like he jammed his sword through his shoulder, like into the concrete. Yeah. But while this is going on, while he's fighting Colossus, like, uh, I think he starts fighting him because Ajax gets away and he's really pissed about it. So, um, he breaks all his bones. Uh, Col- we should probably specify he has healing powers. Right. Right. And like superhuman strength and reflexes and, um, well, I don't know if he has superhuman strength. Does he have superhuman strength? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah as far guess. as I know, he does. All right, I'll take you out. Take your word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all his bones are broke. Uh, Colossus cuffs him. Says he's going to take him to see the professor. What, another great <laughs> in joke where he asks if he's if it's a uh, McAvoy, McAvoy or Stewart. Um, and then in a pretty disgusting scene, he saws his hand off. Uh huh. And Negasonic's just like, ugh. Yeah. And he, he saws it off and kind of like then pushes against Colossus' body to like rip it off, and he like flips off the freeway. And flips off Colossus. Right, yes. The, the severed hand does. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> so then, flashback again, uh, we're introduced to... Um, he's kind of going to where the, the Agent Smith, where they're going to send him to get superpowers or cure him or whatever. Right. That's where he's talking about, like, oh, if you're going to make me a superhero, that's where he says, uh, please don't make the super suit green uh, or animated. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another little dig at uh, Green Lantern. Yep. Um, so it's, it's kind of like, I describe it as like a prison that's run by Ajax where he essentially experiments and and like tortures these people to try and unlock their mutant abilities. Yeah. Essentially that's what it is. He keeps calling it a workshop. Yeah. What he calls it. And that's where we're introduced with, uh, introduced to Gina Carano who plays Angel Dust. Yeah. Like we said before. Was she a character in, is she a new character for this? Um, she is not a new character for this, and I think, like I said, I have some more comic booky stuff to go over. I don't know if that's in. Oh, you know what? I, I that's one that I forgot to look up. I remember to look up just about every character in this, but I believe that she's an act. I believe most of the people in this are actual characters. I will do a quick share. So I'm not sure about that, but while you're looking that oh, up, oh, she's part of the Morlocks. Oh, she's a Morlock. Okay. Yeah, she ran away from home upon discovering she was a mutant to protect her family from possible Sentinel attack. Oh, interesting. That is one. I, you know what? I, I You'll see later. I looked up a bunch of them, but I forgot to look hers up. Um, so so basically in this workshop, what they find out is that they, they, inter- they inject the people with the serum, and it basically it only works under extreme stress. Yes. So they basically have to 
they inject them with the serum and then kind of basically torture these people for days on end till eventually, hopefully, unlock their mutant ability. Yeah, their mutant gene activates and and their mutant powers manifest. Right. Whatever, in whatever way they will. Right. And we find out that Ajax is basically, he has enhanced reflexes and it says like it scorched all his nerve endings. Yeah, he's gone through this process. Right. So he doesn't feel any pain and he has enhanced reflexes. Um, and we're kind of, uh, then we're treated to like basically what is essentially a torture montage. Of <laughs> yep, that's just basically like, what it is. Just like him getting all kinds of different variants tortures, trying to unlock lock his mutant ability that's where there's a little thing where he he finds out ajax's real name is francis which is kind of like a big deal uh he steals his dry dry cleaning tag and finds out it's francis yep which uh he's not too thrilled about um so he's pissed about this so then they hook him up into this machine <laughs> which i have here it, it's it's basically a machine so it lowers the oxygen concentration it's a hyperbaric chamber yeah so it basically lowers the oxygen concentration to the point where you feel like you, you can't breathe you're suffocating and then if your brain waves slow too much, like, like you're going to pass out, it turns up the O2. But then as soon as your heart rate slows, it, it drops, it, it, down, drops yeah. it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, basically he's left in this and it does end up unlocking his mutant ability. And all like that's when all his skin transforms and becomes like super gross. Yeah, it's like it's it's like um it's almost like he gets bruised from the inside out. Yeah, I kind of would say that too. It's kind of like a almost like a like a like like you said that like he kinda, blisters. Yeah, and kind of combined almost with some like some burns, like scar yeah. burn scarring and stuff like that. Um, and and I don't know if it's explicitly said there, but his like we've kind of touched on before. He basically has a, a healing factor, kind of like Wolverine. Yeah, a superhuman healing factor. Where his uh, his like original. Um, uh, in the in the comics, his creation was that he was created by the same Weapon X program mm-hmm. that created Wolverine. He actually uh, received it through a experiments com- conducted upon him, which I think actually involved some of Wolverine's blood. Right, which is how he got it in the comics. But they didn't they changed it a little bit for this, which is sure. I get it. Um, so he gets this. Uh, he steals the match. Uh, they they come back. He steals like a match from Angel Dust. Um, he uses it to basically ignite the place on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a big fight with Ajax. Ajax in kind of a... It's like a, he's nude in the fight, which is weird, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, during the fight, Ajax impales him with a big piece of rebar uh, and kind of leaves him in this burning building. Like, the whole thing burns down, all the other mutants in it. Um, but he survives because he has this mutant healing factor. Right. Uh, and he goes after Ajax because he believes he can fix the appearance. Um, <laughs> there's kind of a funny exchange where he's talking with, um, when he goes to meet, uh, Weasel. Yeah. And he talks yeah. about, like, all the things, like, uh, <laughs> like an avocado fucking older, more, older, more rotten avocado. The one I have is, you look like Freddy, Freddy Krueger face fucked a topographical map of Utah. <laughs> which is like, he does kind of have a Freddy Krueger vibe, oh, like, totally. on his face. So, um, and that's where we get the montage of him kind of working his way through Ajax's crew and, and the, where the song plays that we touched yep. on at the beginning. And you kind of get like the uh, evolution of his costume from where it yeah. started and stuff like that. And I think initially, I wish I would have written down, but it was funny when they give him like the name options that he could have. I think it was going to be like Captain Deadpool for a <laughs> while and stuff like that. Uh, there's that funny part in the montage where he, he's going to run the guy over with a Zamboni. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy's like wounded on the ice, like crawling away from him. Um, but like he's like I'm gonna get you but he's like so far behind in the Zamboni and it's moving really slow yeah that whole part that whole part is hilarious it's it's pretty funny so and then eventually he tracks down Agent Smith Uh, Agent Smith tells him where to get Ajax at and that's kind of what 
catches us up to where we entered the movie because where he told him was that caravan that he was trying to attack at the beginning of the movie. Right. Um, that's where you learn that Deadpool. So after now that we're caught up, he's got his hand gone. He goes back. He lives with uh, a blind woman uh, who they call Blind Al. Yep. Um, and they have a weird relationship. They have a real weird relationship. I have in there. Uh, <laughs> the one they're kind of like very uh, antagonistic. That you yeah, to right? each other. Yeah, yeah, and like I, but like in a in a loving way, it's almost. Yeah, it's kind. It's kind of. It's really funny. I have the part where he walks by and like farts and says hashtag drive by. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And he's got like his hands growing back, and it's like a real creepy. Like it's like a baby size hand. <laughs> it's 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 pretty funny. Um, Ajax. So Ajax is now that he knows because he found out now that Wade survived. Yeah. So he's looking for him. So he goes to Weasel's bar to basically try and track him down. That's where he finds out because there's a picture from earlier in the movie of Wade and Vanessa that uh, Weasel puts up that he finds. Um, so that's who he's like, oh, we're going to track down Vanessa to find him. And that's where you get <laughs> – there's a really funny line that I love that Weasel says when he's leaving because they're all dressed <laughs> up like all black. And he's like, have fun at your midnight showing a blade too. <laughs> Which I uh, I really love that part, that line. Um, so Vanessa is working at a strip club. She's like a waitress there. That's where we get our Stan Lee cameo. Yeah, which it's so weird to see him like in a cameo at a strip club. Well, it's funny too because I think they read that he was bummed because they shot it. They just they just shot him like in the booth and then like put it into the scene. Like he wasn't oh. there when they shot it, so he was bummed that he didn't get to actually be at a strip club. Oh, <laughs> poor Stan. All right, um, but Deadpool is kind of like there's kind of a running theme from it during it where he's he's kind of like afraid to show his new look to Vanessa. Yeah, because she doesn't know how she's going to react. Right. Plus, so he, he's been gone for forever. Right. So, and she thinks he's dead. So he's he's kind of too afraid to go. So she ends up getting kidnapped by Ajax. Yeah. Um. Uh, he basically sends him a message. Uh. To to meet him. Um. What do I? Uh, oh. <laughs> Sometimes my notes, I'm looking at him and I'm like, I'm confused. But it's when, so he's like, Ajax wants him to come meet him. So he's like loading up like all the guns in yeah. the bag. And that's when my note, it says Hugh Jackman, sexiest man alive people. But it's like when he's loading all the stuff into the gun bag, he throws that people right. magazine in there. So, uh, and then that's another, uh, a pretty great line from Weasel when he's like, when he's like, I'd go with you, but I don't, I don't want, want to. to. <laughs> um, so he goes to the X mansion. Uh, to get uh, Colossus and uh, NTW for help. Uh, that's where he's like, oh, it's funny that I only see two of you. It's almost as if the studio couldn't afford another X-Men. <laughs> Very breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Which, which is, is exactly what happened. Yeah, which is really funny. So they get Depender to drive them to the showdown with Ajax. Uh, you got a funny scene with them in the cab. That's Colossus being in that cab is just funny. Yeah, how does he fit in the cab? I don't know. Which I, we haven't touched on exactly, but I, I really like the Colossus, the, yes. the, the version of Colossus that they do I in agree. this movie, because I think he's pretty true to yeah the you know kind of the the actual Colossus in the comics. Kind no, of like I the, agree. The good hearted kind of yeah, like good hearted father figure. Yeah, you very, know, just wants everybody to get along, but is willing to throw down if he has to. Right, very Russian too, which I like. Yep. <laughs> Although they didn't have, I don't think they do as much in the comics. I, I've been reading a lot of older X Men comics recently, and they always have them throw out like 
every line of dialogue it has like one random Russian word in it. Sure. I don't, I don't think he does that too much in this movie. I don't, so. No, I don't remember it at all. <laughs> they arrive at the the showdown. Uh, that's there's a great use of the song uh, "X Gonna Give It to You" by DMX, yep. which we should have played. I was I didn't think about that. I mean, we there. still can. <laughs> Keep going. Um, but like, uh, so they arrive. But at the scene, I mean, that's like definitely supposed to be a like a helicarrier, right? It is. Yeah, it's a helicarrier. Okay, because that's what you know. That's what I really enjoyed about this. Especially now that the Fox and Disney mergers, ha- Disney slash Marvel mergers happened. Yeah. This movie is really the only one that ties together both of those worlds. I guess that's true. I, I mean, because it, it, it references all the X-Men stuff, plus has the random shield things in here. Yeah. Which is, I, th- I thought it was, because it's like, I think they even tried to say like, oh, no, it's not like a helicarrier, but it's like, it clearly is. No, it's totally a helicarrier. And it's like, it's like a construction site where they're building this helicarrier. No, it's a junkyard. Is it? Yeah, it's where it's the because this came out after um, uh, Winter Soldier. Oh. So this is this is like where the decommissioned helicarrier. Oh, is. see, that's interesting. I never I never took that. I always thought it was like a uh, like a construction, like they were building one. But I guess what you're saying makes sense. Yeah, this is where they put the so broken one. So it's like a trashed one. Okay. <laughs> uh, Deadpool forgets his bag of guns yet again. Yeah. <laughs> so he only has his swords this time. Um, there's, there's a big fight between them. Ajax has a bunch of mercenaries, um, and, and angel dust. Um, Colossus fights angel dust and he gets kind of worked. <laughs> he really does. And I thought, I wasn't sure if that was a reference. Um, when he, he, he doesn't have the guns or he, and he, he, when he jumps out to fight them and he pulls out the swords, he says, fine. And then he says, commando. I wasn't sure. Was that a reference to the movie commando? Or was it because he... No, 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 Remember, he pulled his underwear oh, off. Oh, shoot. Yeah, because he pulls his underwear off to use it as the... Uh, like, the, he's waving the white flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, all right, fine. We'll do this commando. <sighs> That's what it was. I was hoping it was a reference to the... It was not. Damn it. Um, <laughs> so then he, he takes out, like, all these mercenaries. He's got his swords going. It's pretty sweet. He's, like, hacking off people's legs yep. and arms and stuff like that. Uh, he runs into a mercenary guy that he knew, Bob. And he just knocks him unconscious. Yeah, they have like, oh, he talks to him about his wife and kids and stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, there's a pretty funny scene where Colossus gets punched in the dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, Ajax ends up putting Vanessa in that same uh, like hyperbaric, hyper- chamber. hyperbaric chamber. Um, Deadpool and Ajax fight, and for some reason, Ajax has axes that he's using in the Yeah, fight. that was weird. Just two random axes. Yeah, just sitting there. I, yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty cool fight. It's well yeah, it's done. Um, he ends up uh, stabbing Deadpool in the head. Yeah, he hits him in the head with a with a what was it? Was it like a, no? He stabs him with a knife. Yeah, was it a knife? Yeah, he like right in his oh, head. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, so I can't remember now. I'm forgetting the chain of events. I think it maybe has to do with uh, uh, Negasonic. Yeah, it, she it, she sets off like an explosive concussion. Yeah, and it knocks Angel Dust into the the. Like the girder that's holding up the helicarrier. Right. So basically, the whole thing starts coming apart, starts and exploding, over, and, yeah. and falling apart. Um, they the Ajax falls off. Uh, somehow, and I didn't quite get this. He the, there's a lot of ridiculous stuff in this movie, but well, I'm willing sure. to accept it. But he like puts Vanessa in back in the hyperbolic chamber. Yes. And just like throws it off the side. Yeah. 
But then she's fine. Yeah, she's not strapped <laughs> in or anything. Um, but yeah, so she just, they find her in the rubble like Colossus does and she's fine. She's in the thing. Um, Deadpool survives. He has kind of a, a final showdown with Ajax. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the funny part where Colossus is giving like the big speech about like how many moments it takes to be a hero. It's yeah. like only like four or five moments. And he's like kind of giving this big thing, trying not to get Deadpool to kill to make it to make the 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 humane choice, right? But then he just ends up killing. Yeah, he just it, shoots him. He's like, "Oh, I've stopped listening." The funny part is too. It's like if you look, like even when he's giving that speech, like even Ajax looks annoyed. Like when uh-huh. he's, he's just like, Ugh, "Just." Um, so he has a reunion with um, Vanessa. Vanessa shows him shows him shows her him face. Shows her his face. <laughs> Ooh, we talk so good. Um, and she, <laughs> and she's kind of cool with it. She's mainly pissed that he didn't tell her that he was alive. Yeah. For all this time, but yeah. it seems like they're gonna work, and that's kind of how it ends. Um, and then we're treated. If you wait long enough through the credits, we're treated to uh, an after credit sequence. But in like true Deadpool style, it's yeah. not like a typical. Nope. It's a what I read is it's kind of a play on the uh, the the, the uh, if you will after credit sequence in Ferris Bueller's yeah it's exactly what it is so it's just like him in a robe just uh-huh. like talking and he's like oh you're still here yeah he's like what are you waiting for just go and he's like oh okay well I'll tell you about the sequel he's like we're gonna have Cable in it he's like we don't know who's gonna play him yet and he, he lists off a couple suggestions I can't remember who he says like Mel Gibson someone else and he's like Kira Knightley. <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's gonna be awesome he's a time traveler has a bionic hand and that's the end that's yeah. the end of the movie and then they do the sequel and that's that's who's in it yeah exactly who's in it which is like i i really after watching the first one i really wanted to watch the sequel again i have not seen it you've never seen I it i still have not had a chance to wow see it. you need to see the sequel i know i i i think that the first one's a better movie sure but I really do like the sequel. Okay, I mean it's on. I can watch. It's on HBO. Yeah, I was gonna say it's on HBO. Yeah, I should so. go watch it on HBO. Yeah, so I, w- I would check it out. It's worth it. But yeah. it made me want to watch the sequel right away. But then I'm like, ooh, I don't want to get confused <laughs> between talking about this and the in the first one. So. Right, right. Um, but yeah, that's kind of sums up the plot of it. Like I said, it takes an interesting kind of way to go about it with the kind of flashbacks and stuff like that. But I think it does a good job. Like it's never super confusing when it's flashing back and forth between like the different timelines or anything like that. No, and, and no, it totally makes sense the way they do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I get why they did it just for budgetary reasons. They stretched those scenes out as long as they possibly could. Yeah. In fact, the bridge scene, one of the scenes they cut, was going to be an extended motorcycle chase scene. So normal initially. Um, Francis was going to escape on the motorcycle. Okay. And then Deadpool was going to grab another motorcycle and chase him. And uh, they couldn't fit it into the budget. So that's <laughs> why he knocks him off and stabs him in the shoulder. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. Um, you know, there's some interesting things I read into Dingus. They said that, like, originally the, the costume design, they, they it had, like, an extra layer of, like, muscle in the costume. But they ended up having to remove it because, like, Ryan Reynolds was too jacked. Like, it didn't fit right because he had his own, too much of his own muscle. Yeah. So they had to go in and remove this ex- extra muscle layer from the costume. Uh-huh. Which is, like, this has been, I mean, I mean, and I don't have a ton on this, but, I mean, I think you'll agree, too, that this is kind of, like, a passion project for Ryan Reynolds. Like, he yeah. really wanted to make it. Since 2005, he's been working on this. Yeah, and I think he was really upset because he, like I said, he played the character in X-Men Origins Wolverine and it just was not it the was true not version good. of the character. Yeah. And I think he wanted to, a chance to set it set it right. Yeah, And this is like his thing now. 
Like yeah. he wants, he just always wants to be Daredevil. It seems, or uh, Daredevil, <laughs> Daredevil. Or he always wants to be Deadpool. It seems like. <laughs> and like one of the things I thought was interesting because they had such budgetary concerns is that 20th Century Fox was like, well, we're not going to pay to have the writers on set, and so Ryan Reynolds like went into his own pocket and paid for those two writers to be on set so they could keep working on the script and change yeah. things and do his, which I thought was a is a pretty showed his commitment to the project mm-hmm. that he was willing to pay out of his own pocket for that kind of thing. Well, sure. Um, supposedly the, the Deadpool name came from, uh, came from the final Dirty Harry movie. Yeah. Which, which is, is a good one. Have you seen it? I, I haven't seen. It's actually pretty good. I think I've seen maybe the original one. Okay. But that's it. Yeah. The Deadpool is really good. Um, uh, did you know that, uh, Rob Liefeld has a cameo in this movie? No. He's one of the uh, the patrons in the in the bar at the beginning when they're at the bar. I can't remember they they have a name. But oh they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. In it, so, you're right. Which is um, I think it was I guess, and I didn't realize too that this I mean it wasn't nominated for Academy Awards, but this movie was nominated for a few Golden Globes. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds was. I think. Yeah, he got nominated for his uh, best best actor in like a musical comedy, and it was mm-hmm. also nominated for best film musical or comedy. Well, that's funny. Which it didn't win. No, but still interesting yeah. it does it's also now uh so it's <laughs> it's the highest grossing r-rated film uh worldwide but here's here's a slight pop quiz for you okay it, oh <laughs> i oh wait pop okay. quiz hot shot so it's the highest grossing r-rated film worldwide but it's the second highest grossing r-rated film in the u.s do you know what what is number one in the u.s Is this adjusted for inflation? It didn't specify what I read. It might. Is it like one of the Matrix movies? It is not. I don't know. It's the Passion of the Christ. It was R-rated. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I guess yeah. With all the violence, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. That movie was a monster. uh, Oh yeah. Moneymaker. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting too. Um. I'm trying to see if there's some other things that we didn't talk about uh, that I kind of we went through a lot of the stuff. Yeah, I, I mean the think. marketing campaign was crazy for this. Yeah, they had no budget, so Ryan Reynolds is like, oh, let's just uh, give me a suit and I'll run around and just show up places, <laughs> and then we'll do a bunch of internet marketing. Yeah, and Which, it worked. Yeah, well, I mean, because people are passionate about this character. I mean, they really are, and I think what it, I think a lot of it stems from Ryan Reynolds' passion for it. Yeah, like I, because this movie initially wasn't green lit until. Tim Miller created that CGI version right. that, that they that accidentally like te- leaked. Yeah, that test footage that yeah. accidentally got leaked, which I think some of it was kind of like that freeway scene, right? Some it, of yeah, it, that's what it was. Yeah, and the, that got leaked, and then there was such an overwhelming kind of support for it. That yeah, that Sony had to make it at that point, or Fox had to make it at that point. Yeah. They didn't have a choice in the matter. <laughs> but I, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy what a runaway success it became. Yeah, and, and it feels like, I don't know... With the exception of like Spider Man Homecoming, this feels like the most true to the comic character now. I would agree with that. And like I said, I'm not too familiar with the character now. I mean, I don't read like sure. Deadpool comics and stuff, but I mean, I see him appearances and other things. And I would agree with that. Like, people say that this is very faithful to what the character is. Yeah. And I think a lot of the elements they drew in, I mean, all the characters are basically actual comic book characters. Yeah. Which leads me to my, it's not a pop quiz. Take your hand off that button. This is just a rapid fire. I guess it's kind of a pop quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. So basically, I have some of the characters in here, actual comic book characters. I'm going to run through them real quickly, 
or not going to say I'm super fast, but I just want to see if you can take a stab at, you don't have to give me the issue number, but maybe if you can guess what comic they first appeared in. Okay. Bonus points if you can name the issue. Okay. So first we'll go with Copycat, or Vanessa, sorry. She was New Mutants. That is, I'll, I'll set that as partial credit. She first appeared in New Mutants when she was posing as Domino, but her first appearance as Vanessa was in X-Force. Oh, okay. X-Force number 11. Yeah. Okay. What yeah, about? She's a shape changer. In, uh, yeah. In the comics, Vanessa's character is like a, a shapeshifter known right. as Copycat. Uh, next one, Colossus. Colossus has got to be, oh, is he, was he one of the, n- from Uncanny, from, um, Giant-sized X-Men number one. There you go. Yeah. Giant-sized X-Men number one, 1975, okay. which is just a quick side note to that real quick. It's interesting. I was reading something about Giant-sized X-Men. X-Men was a book that wasn't very popular, and it actually stopped for a while, and they were bringing it back because they said that they like they thought the characters would be popular overseas, and they were trying to bring in like an international audience. So that's why when they created those all-new X-Men in that, they're all from you have a Russian you have the uh, Storm from Africa. You have Nightcrawler from Germany. Banshee's Irish. Sunfire is Japanese. from Japan. And Wolverine's Canadian. Oh. So it's like they were like, oh, we're going to get this big international audience. So that's why they created that team. Anyways, that's n- neither here or there. I just wanted to show Still that good. there. All right. What about, we kind of touched on this earlier. What about uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead? Uh, well, she was part of Grant Morrison's run on... Was it Ecstatics, maybe? It was New X-Men. Number, New, X-Men, New okay. X-Men number 115 in August 2001. Okay. Okay, got two more for you. Next one is Weasel. He's got to be, like, maybe in a Deadpool comic. He's eh, no. actually first appearance is in Cable number three in 1993. Really? Yeah, created by your boy Fabian... Nacieza? Yes. Um, and then finally, uh, Blindale. Real character. Blind Ale's a real character? Yes. No idea. Uh, first appearance, Deadpool number one, 1997. Oh. Created by Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis. Really? Yeah. Deadpool number one was Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis? Yeah. Weird. Because it took a while for Deadpool to get his actual own series. He was yeah, in that's New Mut- true. He was in New Mutants, and he had two kind of separate uh, miniseries or limited series. Yeah. Uh, and then he eventually got his own series. Because it wasn't like when the character showed up, it wasn't like the mass popular that he is now right 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 so but yeah so that he didn't get his own like actual ongoing series till 1997 okay which is kind of interesting so and then i forgot to um look up angel dust but we covered that yeah so she's a morlock <laughs> from chicago one of the chicago morlocks oh you know those chicago you know morlocks chicago morlocks <laughs> no the morlocks that was a new york accent but uh, yeah you the know, chicago morlocks you know what it's late the bears <laughs> It's late. I'll give you a break the on Chicago that. Chicago Morlocks. <laughs> All right, I need to stop that. Are you, did you just tell us you're writing a new comic book called The Chicago Morlocks? I'm writing a new comic book called The Chicago Morlocks. It's, it's on track to be the lowest-selling Marvel comic book of all it's time. It's going to be real bad. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of cops with uh, big glasses uh, <laughs> fighting uh, sewer mutants. Ooh, actually, maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, oh, it's late. Yeah, it is late. Yep. Uh, all right, yeah. So, uh, Deadpool. I think we hit this thing pretty hard, man. Yeah, I think we did a pretty good rundown. Of I it, would say so. Um, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Just movies generally well loved. Yeah. Uh, had a sequel, which we talked about. Yeah. 
And uh, there's going to be a third one coming out at some point. Yeah, because Disney, the Disney's uh, merger or their um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Them acquisition. Acquisition of Fox has gone through. That's all like final now. And they basically said out of the entire Fox X universe, the only thing they're keeping is Deadpool. Yeah, which makes sense because you could plug him into the Marvel universe right now and be fine. Right, but I would assume that they're going to keep it separate, don't you think? But yeah, they probably have to. I think I, I would assume that they would keep this separate. I mean, maybe not. Maybe they have plans down the road for it. But I you never know. I did see they said maybe Deadpool aside, they said it's probably going to be like five years before we see any X Men stuff in the Marvel universe. So. Sure. Which makes sense. Yeah, they have to kind of build it in slowly. Yeah. But, I mean, Deadpool, if they keep it separate and don't, they could have one of those out. I think they're talking about maybe the next one being like an X-Force movie. So, who knows? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. It's a great character and, you know, so. Yeah, I agree. I still haven't seen the second one, so I don't know, like, about the new Domino or Cable, if those turned out well. Yeah, you should definitely. I know we watch a lot of movies for this. Sure. <laughs> but I would definitely recommend watching it because it's, it's really good. Like I said, I, I tend to like this first one better. Sure. But I definitely do enjoy the second one. Okay. There's some really good stuff, and I think Josh Brolin's Cable is pretty good. Okay. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, you should. All right, you want to write this thing? Yeah, let's do it. All right, then. Okay. Why don't you go first? I will go first. Okay. This movie is fantastic. <laughs> uh, it certainly encapsulates the character, like I said. it's There's no slow points in this movie. It's very well-paced. V- extremely well acted, very well written. I mean, everything, I could watch this movie, not once a week, but I could watch this movie <laughs> several times a year and be perfectly content. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Okay. Um, I echo a lot of what you're saying. It's it's it, it's it's kind of truly amazing that what they did with, and again, we said relatively, but the budget that they had, you know, like they weren't, they weren't showered with money. You know, they kind of had to make do with, for making a big budget movie like this, a relatively small budget. So I think they did a really good job with that. Um, I think it comes out good. It's acted good. It's it's true to the character. Acted good? What's that? Acted good? Yeah. The- <laughs> acted well? <laughs> Everyone in the, the- <laughs> this movie's acting good. All of the actors in this movie did good. It's <laughs> not better. It might even be worse. Okay, well, it's good. It's good acting. <laughs> it's acted well? There it is. Okay. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, I think, really inhabits the character, and his his passion for the character comes through. I mean, anyone who's a you know a movie star that's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to do this movie where the majority of it, I'm in a mask or covered in this uh, these this makeup that basically I'm unrecognizable, is like, that's someone who cares about the character and not getting themselves FaceTime. Um, like you said, I can watch this movie. It's on FX all the time, and I'll, it's one of those ones like we talked about with Spider-Man Homecoming that I'll find myself kind of going back to and just flipping on and watching. Um, and it, it's got a great runtime. You know, it doesn't like you said, it's very snappy and everything moves fast. So uh, I think I'll agree with you and give this four and a half. I like it. <laughs> I'm totally cool with that. All right, we're in agreement. Four yes. and a half. I'm now- also in agreement with uh, you doing the plugs. <laughs> well. As LPJ usually says, we are part of GameZilla Media. Uh, We have a ton of podcasts that come out uh, pretty much every day for you to consume. Uh, There's the GameZilla podcast. There's Noobs and Dragons. There's Legend of Retro. There's Noiseland Arcade. And, of course, the uh, Movie Blast. 
With Bob and Max. That's right. So there's there's something for everybody on Gamezilla Media. I mean, whatever your 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 uh, thing of choice is, you can find something that's going to indulge it. Uh, they're all good. Um, we also have, uh, I, I think another thing, I mean, you didn't ask me my plugs, but I also think I want to plug our social media presence. That's a good plan. You know, check us out on Facebook, check us out on Instagram, on Twitter. And <laughs> I had trouble with this last time. Um, but I'm going to remember it this time that you said, check us out on the Discord. Discord, yes. And you can interact with us there. Let us know what you think of the show. Yep. Um, and let- if you want a direct invite to Discord, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook and Twitter, and I will send you a direct invite. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're and always, you know, send us your movie ideas. We're always looking for movies yes, to please. do. Um, we'll fall into our own kind of movie patterns. Uh, LPJ will want to do uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Yep. I'll want to do superhero movies. So throw throw those ideas out there. They're always helpful to us. Yep. Anything I missed? No, that was good, man. You, you did good work. <laughs> Thanks. You, br- well, you, you, brought the, you brought the thunder this week. Well, I learned from the best, so. <laughs> That's right. Sphinx. No. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> well, I think- Sphinx will be here next week. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Exciting. You know what next week is? What's that? It's our big 50th episode. Ooh, excitement. Mm-hmm. That'll be that'll be one to listen to. Yeah, a little teaser at the end of this episode for it. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> uh, all right, man. I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. We hit it good. All right. Well, in that case, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back 